Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Steelers-Bengals on Monday. Got a great Sunday full NFL football coming up. Joining us now to discuss from the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio, and the Locked On NFL Podcast. He is Matt Williamson, who we'll get to in just a moment here on the Crowley Show. A lot of good games this weekend. Steelers against the Bengals for Monday night. That'll get a good number because it's the Steelers. You're going to see the Saints-Panthers game, I think, do fairly well uh, as it's for first place in the NFC South. Uh, You've got Atlanta. forget who Atlanta's playing. Really helping the ratings right now. Pull it up. It's good radio. We're having trouble with our call screener. Not Joe himself, but the call screener itself. Now we've got Matt. Never mind. Atlanta, though, they are playing. Why can I still not find this damn Atlanta game? Matt, who's Atlanta playing? Dude, you're all screwed up. It's the 13-9 anniversary. You're all messed up. Oh, uh, for the love of God, I knew it was coming from you. And it does have me all screwed up, uh, <laughs> mainly because I tried to uh, kill myself. They're playing the Vikings, by the way. Yeah, Good they game. are playing the Vikings. Yeah, I tried, to, I tried to go with the whole, you know, samurai sword in the middle of my chest thing earlier today, but it didn't take. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Steelers versus Bengals. A lot of the talk has been about the Steelers taking their eye off the ball, looking ahead to New England, and okay, maybe, but I don't see that being the case because they're playing a rival here in Cincinnati. Uh, what is the biggest thing the Steelers need to worry about in this game? I think quite a bit, and I don't oh, no. see them. I certainly don't see them overlooking Cincinnati or Baltimore, for that matter. I mean, those are rivalry games, division games, um, hard-fought games, physical games. Um, but I am picking, reluctantly, I'm picking the Bengals in this one. I oh. just think that that's a desperate team that absolutely needs a win to save their season, get back on track. They're playing better than when they met the last time. I know that prime time they're awful and the Steelers are great and Ben owns Ohio and all those wonderful things, but I just got a little bit of a hunch that – the Steelers slip up here a little bit, and A.J. Green ends up with 180 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I definitely think that the Steelers' fan base needs to take the Bengals seriously, Matt. I don't think that the Bengals are going to win, but I could see a circumstance in which they do. Uh, They're playing Joe Mixon more, which they need to be doing. This is a guy who I think would be a top five back in this league, Matt. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, talent is very, very strong. I mean, he basically has it all, including versatility and ability as a receiver, size, power, speed. Um, I've said all week, I think he's the running back that's gotten the least help from his blocking in the entire year, except for last week. I mean, so 
is a bad, untalented offensive line at least starting to gel a little bit. You know, there's some continuity. Continuity is very, very important for, for offensive line play. Are they, are they kind of finding out who they are? I mean, they ran on a, a good Browns run defense, and I know it's the Browns, but they defend the run row. So I'm interested to see. Um, my hunch is they don't run that well on the Steelers, though. I mean, I, I have right. a hard time believing they win the trenches. Mixon's a great talent, though. Are the Bengals protecting better up front? Yeah, and they're also getting it out of his hands quicker, and um, I think there's more familiarity, and they're using their stars a little better. But, again, I mean, the Steelers have major advantages in that aspect. Although, I mean, I think we've talked about this, that I'm down on Bud Dupree right now, and I'm not super excited from what Watt has done as a pass rusher of late. You know, I mean, um, I think they need more from those edge guys. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. The Bengals' defense can cause some problems. Uh, They're third in the National Football League in sacks. Of course, uh, there's not going to be Marcus Gilbert on the field for Pittsburgh. Uh, That looks like an area where I'd be a little bit concerned. First time around, Steelers didn't give up a sack. I'd be willing to bet my house. That probably changes this time around. Yeah, absolutely. They play seven or eight defensive linemen, and they keep them fresh and revolve them in and out, and... Uh, they they have a good variety there. There's a, a, a differing skill set. Atkins is still is the straw that stirs the drink on the entire defense and is one of the best interior pass rushers in the league. The rookie Lawson um, has a real leverage advantage against Villanueva, and he's been excellent. I, mean, I loved best. him coming out, Matt. And I'm yeah. not a scout, but I liked him a lot. Yeah, I mean, I prefer TJ, you know, but for Cincinnati to get that guy in the third round made me pull my hair out of my head a little bit. Yeah, no question about it. He's more of a situational guy right now, right? Yeah, because they are deep. You know, I mean that they'll, they they keep their their linemen fresh. It's a nice advantage to have. You know that they just keep bringing these guys in in waves, and it's kind of like Bama. You know, I mean, if you're one of these teams that just have a lot of good defensive linemen, it's a wonderful problem to have. We know how they're going to play defensively. How good is their secondary, Matt? William Jackson, another guy Steeler fans should be real familiar yeah. with from draft. His, he kind of had a coming out party against the Steelers and has been very good since. They use a lot of early picks on corners, as always, and there's talent there. Uh, Williams, their safety, is a quality starter. He's out. Um, I think the middle of the field couldn't be had. But Steelers don't really have that tight end. You know, I mean, Perfect isn't great in coverage. The run-and-hit guys, Ray and Vigil, are both out, too, as well as a strong safety. You would love to see this as a Vance McDonald coming out party. I could see that happening, but I can't say I have a ton of faith in it. Yeah, and Vance McDonald is looking like it's unlikely that he plays now. A uh-huh. uh, little, little bit of news here on the Crowley Show. First time yeah. ever we're breaking any news here on the Crowley Show. Uh, also, Antonio Brown suffered a toe injury, did not practice today. We'll see if he's able to go tomorrow. That could be potentially devastating, obviously. Turf toe could be an issue. I don't know if it's that. Uh, I haven't heard anything, but if it is turf toe, that's something that can keep you out of a game. Oh, that'd be huge. I mean, it ruined Lambert's career. I mean, everyone yeah. that's around here. Um, Dale wasn't concerned as of a couple hours ago, but AB didn't practice, and he always practices. Yeah, he does. He's a guy you got to almost beat over the head to drag him off the football field. But if Dale's not concerned, I'm not concerned. That's, Matt Williamson. Right. that's the approach I took, too. Yeah, Dale's the man. Dale Lolly, or pardon me, oh, for the love of God. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. The Steelers threw the ball 45 times last week, but to me it didn't feel like that, Matt, because they checked the ball down 
to Le'Veon a little bit. They also utilized Le'Veon Bell in some routes as an actual wide receiver. I have said that I don't want to see the Steelers throw the ball a lot more than they pass it. But I'm going to amend that. I'm okay with it so long as Le'Veon Bell is a big focal point in said passing game. Yeah, I think those are good points. Um, I feel like that was somewhat situational. You know, the book on the Packers is to attack them through the air, young secondary. Um, clearly, Ben is playing much, much better and can handle that workload and is making big-time throws. Um, where this week, the numbers tell you you should run more against Cincinnati, and you know this game's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a low-scoring, grind-it-out, yeah. don't-make-mistakes kind of game. And usually Cincinnati's the team that makes mistakes. So I probably would like to see a little bit higher run ratio than we have the last two weeks. Matt Williamson joining me. Okay, fine. I'm okay with that. Hey, if the Steelers' offense can be what they want it to be, they can run against teams that are bad at stopping the run, and they can throw against teams that are bad at stopping the pass. That's the ideal situation. And finally, it looks like they're they're kind of turning into that outfit now for really the first time all season long. And just a little note for the listeners, too. I mean, historically – well, I don't know how they'll do it or not, but historically the Bengals play a lot of two high safeties, which yes. is, is basically, hey, we're going to try to stop the run with our, you know, just our, our defensive linemen and linebackers. And then you would think you kind of lean on Bell. And historically, Bell's done more damage to the Bengals than Ben has. Big play, big play still a concern for you for the Steelers' defense? Oh, yeah. That's why it, I picked the Bengals, honestly, is they have A.J. Green. I don't think they can protect long enough to, to nail them, but I think Green could get behind Artie two, three times. Is this something that, in I guess aside from Artie, that's just busts? And I realize you can probably classify Artie's as busts, but it seems like you have been on this for a long time. He kind of poops down his leg like four or five times a game. Yeah, I mean, there seems like some mental errors with him. I don't know. See, like, I don't call those busts. Like, yeah, that's example, not so much a bust. Right. Like, you know, the example I used was, you know, I would ask that earlier today. And, you know, you've watched the first month of the season of the Patriots, and people were running free, and a safety and corner both look at them, each other like, I thought you had them. You know, I mean, I'm not seeing those things in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm seeing people diving on double moves. Sensomar got beat by a good receiver and who's a better player than him. Burns makes mental mistakes. Missed tackles, obviously, too. You know, I mean, you can't let a screen pass go for 61 or whatever that Jamal Williams one ended up. So, no, I don't think that they're blowing coverages, like not knowing where to be with the exception of one guy who's not knowing always his assignment or job. Matt, let's take a look at the playoff picture now in the AFC. Cincinnati fighting to remain in that conversation. They're 5-6. and six. They're currently 8th in the conference. If I give you Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincy, and Los Angeles, who do you like in that final spot? We'll throw Jacksonville in there, too. Give me two out of those. Give me the two wild cards for you. Jags, I think, are almost in. I mean, they have a very easy schedule. I'm not sure they belong in the same conversation. You know, that they, they could conceivably win their division. Um, you know I still love the Chargers. I mean, I think the Chargers are the team playing the best of the ones you mentioned. And you can even throw the Titans in there. I know the Titans have won some games, but I think the Chargers are the third-best team in the AFC. I'm surprised it just fell out of my mouth, but that's what I think. Do you think that they'd have a legitimate chance of going into Pittsburgh or New England and knocking one of those two big boys off? Maybe. I mean, they're probably 10-point dogs in that game or 8-point dogs, something like that. But 
Rivers gets hot, they've been, they can attack you a lot of ways. Defense is legit. They sure rush the passer well. But they're clearly dogs in either one of those games. Do you Big think dog. they win the division? Uh, I mean, I, I'm about to do my Locked On podcast where I make my picks. And I think I'm going to pick the Jets to actually beat the Chiefs. And if that happens, then I think the Chargers win the division. So then if I remove the Chargers and I bring Kansas City then into that wild card conversation. Yeah, then you have a talk. I mean, like, yeah. to me, the Bengals are playing way Everyone's playing better than the Chiefs. I mean, they're, no they're, they're a legitimate team. Cincinnati's playing very well. I mean, to me, Cincinnati might be playing better than Jacksonville, Baltimore, I mean, those other teams you mentioned. Is that mainly schedule, or do you think they've actually turned things around? No, I mean, besides offensive line, they have – I think their defense is good in all areas, not great. Yeah. You know, besides offensive line, I think they're not really – having huge problems you know what i mean like they certainly have skilled guys and dalton's not terrible and kind of find themselves a little bit and peaking at the right time but they they need they need this one on monday and and that's really why i'm picking them too is they need it a lot more than the sealers do no question they're going to be desperate baltimore is a team that i think a lot of people have picked and it's been kind of the trendy thing that they're going to be the sixth seed and Man, I know that defense is good. I really do. But watching them the other night on Monday, oh, my God. That oh, offense. Bad. Oh, it's so bad, Matt. I mean, Flacco used to take chunks once a series. And now he's terrible. He doesn't throw the ball past the sticks ever. No, right. Yeah, he's a massive liability. I mean, I, I think I've told you this, but I've said it a couple times lately. That if I was, uh, that's the worst quarterback situation in the entire league to me. You know, because they've so much invested in the guy, yeah. the young guy. There's no hope. You know, I mean, they can't get away from him for another year. But they're hard to play against. I mean, I still think they're well coached. Every time I bring up the Ravens, I talk about special teams. They're elite on special teams, which they have to be because their offense is so dreadful. And their defense rivals Jacksonville for the best in the league. I mean, you said, yeah, I know the defense is good. I think it's really, really good. They're carrying – it's like weekend at Bernie's, man. They're just carrying along this lifeless body. Uh, okay, let's move to this weekend's games because there are a lot of good ones. I said if the ratings are down after this week, Matt, then we can start talking about all the wacky narratives. But there's so many good games. Minnesota-Atlanta. Yeah, a lot of NFC action. Uh, Minnesota-Atlanta is a good one. You've got Philadelphia at Seattle. Let's start first, though, with that Minnesota game. Uh, at Atlanta, Minnesota like quietly going nine and two so far. Yeah, they're a high quality team organization. Not a lot of weaknesses for sure. Great defense, but Atlanta's getting hot at the right time too. I mean, they had the same record they have now last year and went Super Bowl. You know, hot I mean, Atlanta, hot Atlanta, yeah, absolutely. And, and in the dome, really fast defense. I'm leaning towards taking Atlanta. You know, you're going to see Julio Jones against Xavier Rhodes. I mean, that's going to be a great game. I mean, all these games I don't feel strongly about, but there's three heavyweight fights in the NFC that are really having playoff implications. Carolina at New Orleans, both teams eight and three for supremacy in the NFC South. And hey, look if if Atlanta's able to win their game against Minnesota, they then slide into second place. They're in second place now, but. Uh, this is a huge game for that division overall. It is, and I think Carolina is a slightly better team. I think that their linebackers are so good and so active that they can contain Kamara, Ingram, short passing game all pretty well. 
but I wish it was played in Carolina. <laughs> you know, like New Orleans is a tough place to yeah. play. And, and you know, you, this, I know this is what you asked me, but when you think about playoffs, nobody wants to go to New Orleans. You know, nobody wants to even go to Atlanta in the Dome or Seattle or Philly. I mean, like this, uh, these games this weekend or Minnesota. I mean, that's a terrible place to play in January. And so these implications are big. I think I'm going to take Carolina, but Cam is so up and down. Um, I, I, that's a tough game, too. I mean, I'm really having a hard time with these. Philly and Seattle going to be as tough for you? Yeah, because it's in Seattle. Yeah. They have that Cincinnati desperation factor, prime time. Wilson can pull things out of his butt, you know? I mean, just. But Will that help younger. him on the football field, though, Matt? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Keep your personal life out of it, but yeah. you know their offensive line is going to be destroyed by Philly's front. Um, you know I love Wentz, but that defense will still get after him pretty good. Their secondary's banged up, and as much as as impressed as I am with the Eagles, if you pull up their schedule, it's not all that great. I mean, they really haven't beaten that many teams. They're still what ten and one. I mean, they're a great team. They're number one in my power ranks, but they haven't had or they haven't really been tested. But I think they emerge from Seattle with a narrow victory. But, again, I don't feel confident in any of those. I hope nobody's putting money on my conversation for these three games. I'm writing them all down right now. Last one for you, Detroit at Baltimore. It's the fringe playoff well, team. Dude, this is 13-9 all day long. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be, right? It is 13-9 all day. Yes, it is. But, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I love I love that. That's such an NFL answer. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love Stafford, but he's. I say this about every Ravens game. That they're all the same. They're all thirteen nine. They're all. They need to score on special teams or defense. We just had this conversation. Detroit's not good either. They're better than the Ravens, but their offensive line isn't good. They don't. It's run on in anybody. Baltimore. In Baltimore, right. You know, Stafford has to be a hero against a great defense. I'll take the birdies 13-9. Okay, I've taken this segment too far anyhow uh, in terms of length, but I'm going to get one more just quickly. New England at Buffalo, any shot that Buffalo pulls it out? I don't think so. I think it's a blowout. Appreciate the time, buddy, as always. Thank you so much. All right, dude. Talk to you soon. I love Matt. He's a good dude. He's good at what he does. I wish you would stop it with the 13-9 garbage, though. I won't stop with the 13-9 garbage. I'll talk about it next. Memories from that day. In the state of both athletic departments since that day, if you're a Pitt fan, you got 13-9 over West Virginia, but that's about all you've got. We'll discuss next. It's the Crowley Show. So Doug Gottlieb is back at the Green Tree Studios. I'm here at the Carson City Saloon where... You can come and drink Bud Light. we got the Bud Light Happy Hour coming up at the top of the hour. My man Randy Slack will be with us from 6 o'clock until 7. He's from Steelers Nation Radio, producer of the DVE Morning Show. We used to have him on my morning show every single Friday for most of the show. We called it Slacking Off on Friday, and it was a blast. So looking very much forward to that. He's also a diehard. That's probably not true. But he is a Cincinnati Bengals fan, so... We'll get his perspective on all things Stillers-Bengals. I'm done talking Stillers-Bengals, though, for a little bit. It is the 10-year anniversary of 13-9. and We'll get to that in a moment. But I'm watching Twitter like a hawk, always. 
And what I see scrolling by with Doug Gottlieb being in our studio is that this game isn't on TV tonight, the Pitt game, between Pitt and Duquesne, the City game. you got to watch it on Facebook, and Doug Gottlieb's broadcasting it. What the hell? You can't even watch Pitt basketball on TV anymore? Now, Pitt football, there was a game this year where I was trying to find it, and more times than not, Pitt's playing on the ACC network at their 12-20 starts, and it's just awful. The program is in shambles. The football program is 5-7 and seven right now. The just basketball program is awful. And I think that it kind of cements that when a game that's supposed to be a big rivalry can only be watched on Facebook. The only people who consider this game a rivalry are a 1,000 years old and don't even know how to use Facebook. Stan talked about the city game today on his show. And... Those are the kind of people that you're going to get watching the game. Now, Pitt fans are going to watch it. Duquesne fans are going to watch it. But I think that the casual fan, the casual basketball fan in this city that was going to watch it ain't going to watch it anymore because it's on freaking Facebook. I think that speaks to the state of the program. And that brings me to the bigger conversation that I want to have. 13-9 was 10 years ago. Pitt that season finished at 5-7. and seven. West Virginia at the end of that year wound up beating Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl in what was a massive upset, not, of course, as big as 13-9. West Virginia beat Clemson 70-33 in the Orange Bowl in 2012. West Virginia's been in the top 10 a couple of times since that year. Now, they were in the top 10 12 times that year for 12 weeks. They've only been in the top ten for nine weeks since. So Pitt took a huge bite out of what West Virginia was as a program. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On that day 10 years ago, and we're coming up on the time right now. But I would much rather be a fan of West Virginia sports than Pittsburgh sports if you want to go off of success. That station across town today talked about 13-9 a bunch, but they only talked about it from the Pitt perspective. I totally understand that. They're the pick flagship station, and more people in this town care about Pitt than West Virginia. I don't want to talk about the West Virginia standpoint. But I do want you to realize that it means more for West Virginia than it did for Pitt ever. And maybe that's where Pitt gets all its solace. Maybe that's why Pitt has the satisfaction. But it meant a lot more for West Virginia than it ever did for Pitt because West Virginia still hasn't, or because Pitt, pardon me, still has never been anything since that day. West Virginia has, but they haven't been to that same point. But Pitt athletics as a whole are a joke at this particular moment. Now, they did just beat the number two team in the country, Miami, but I don't think it's going to lead to anything because it never has. At least not in the last 30, 35, 40 years. 
We had a guy call in yesterday. I think his name was Wilson. He sounded like Bob Einstein. Funkhauser from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And he said, why would you rather be a West Virginia fan? They've never won anything. They don't win at all. Pitt has all the Hall of Famers. They're the much better program. Bro, maybe whenever you were still smoking unfiltered cigarettes. But in the last 30 years, Pitt Athletics haven't compared to West Virginia Athletics in terms of the success. People always want to point to what Jamie Dixon did at Pitt, and my God, he was great for an extended period of time. And I'd give the slight edge to Pitt there in basketball, but the reason I'd give him the slight edge is because West Virginia's actually been to a Final Four. Pitt hasn't. West Virginia's been to a couple of Elite Eights. In addition to that Final Four, Pitt has only been to the one where they got upset by Scotty Reynolds, their own 13-9, if you will. Pitt Athletics haven't been close to West Virginia's. So the question is, if you've only got these victories to hang your hat on, what's that mean for the program? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I get why Pitt fans hold it over our heads all the time. It's because they don't have anything else. It's because they don't have any other marquee football wins to speak of. Any marquee wins that have led to much of anything. The Clemson win was great. They were 8-5, and five and they could have had pride saying, oh my God, we kept Clemson out of the national championship, but they didn't. Clemson won the whole darn thing. Pick and take pride in beating Miami, but what if Miami makes it into the Final Four? I don't think that they will, but they've got a chance. They're playing for it this upcoming Saturday. Pitt's program hadn't done junk in 35 years in football, and because of that, they hang their hat on a win over the rival who, even with the loss, still had a memorable finish to what was a very good year. I'd rather have a great football team that poops the bed at the end of a season. I'd rather have a great football team that's close to contending for something than a football program that never contends at all. I'd rather be close enough to taste it and have it taken away than to never be able to taste it in the first place. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Let's go to Wilson now, who's in the car on the Parkway East. What's going on, Wilson? How's it going, buddy? I'm gonna tell you this. The reason you said it yesterday, can you name one master champion? No, but we're talking about the last... We're talking about the recent past, man. I'm talking about the recent past. You haven't won anything since 76. We talk junk on the flyer. It absolutely does matter. Wilson. 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 You want to be us. All you can talk about is is, uh, some basketball and some football. We are a city of champions. You ain't got no radio station down in West Virginia. That's why you're up here on our station. You better be thankful that you can talk about Pitt and anybody else up here. Wilson, you know who won the last three meetings between these two schools in football? We did. No, you didn't. West Virginia won the last three. And you cheated. I bet you probably cheated. It's just like in the back of the oh, check. You cheated. We didn't cheat, Wilson. Here's what happened. We beat you fair and square three straight times. 
We beat Pitt when Pitt was in the top 10, knocked him out of the top 10, and then their coach got fired three weeks later. So don't don't act as if West Virginia hasn't had any success against Pitt. And in the last 40 years, West Virginia's been the better program. Pitt hasn't done anything in 40 years. And you know he's a cheater. He's a ringer, too. You know he likes to cheat. If he cheated, Wilson, Wilson, it would be nice if he cheated because we could win a little bit more. Well, he needs to do something. He needs to start. Because he came in there talking about what he's going to do. He doesn't want no national champion. They choked. The year they had a chance, he choked. You better respect us, and we whipped your tail if you ever get the guts to play us again. I guarantee you, we'll whip you next year if you decide to play us. Well, we're playing playing again, Wilson. We're playing again in 2022, and actually it was Pitt who didn't want to resume the rivalry. I'll I'll see you at the game. If I'm still alive, I'll see you at the game. And I guarantee you, we'll beat you. I'll bring some old steel cleats down there, and I guarantee (laughs) I'll beat you. Wilson, what's what was Pitt's football record this year, buddy? It doesn't matter. It does matter. From the bottom to the top. What's that new song? From the bottom to the top. I guarantee you come back next year. Now we got a quarterback and our defense is getting better. You wait and see. But Wilson, all, Wilson, we can talk about Wilson. The you can. Wilson, why is this why is this something you always fall for? Pitt never did anything since 13-9. They didn't do anything after they beat the number two team last year. You guys just fall for it all the time. Pitt is a mediocre I'm, program that has big wins from time to time, and then they don't do anything with the momentum. I'm not falling for it. We're gonna you are falling for it. You told me, you told me, Wilson. We got Hall of Famers from 1960 on up. You can't name one. I'm sorry, Wilson. You can't name one. You're going to make me choke on that. Name what? Name what? A Hall of Famer? Sam Huff. Sam Huff. Sam Huff. Sam Huff. Sam Huff is older than me. Oh my goodness! Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second! So we discredit Sam Huff because it's it's a long time ago. But whenever I say the Pitt National Championship was in 1976, you say it's still relevant. Did I get this right, Wilson? You got one guy. You got. We got about 50 guys, and we're gonna have some more coming out this year. Aaron Donaldson is a lock for the whole thing. His name's Aaron Donald. Yes. Yes, Aaron. Oh no. His minutes ran out. He's going to go light up an unfiltered cigarette. You know that's the case. Appreciate the time, Wilson. That is by far my favorite caller now, Wilson, because he's such a knucklehead pit homer, maybe about as much as I am a West Virginia homer. Saw it, heard it, tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Can we make Fridays with Wilson a thing? I hope so. That guy's called three days in a row. First day he was telling me Heinz Ward was the greatest Steelers receiver of all time. This guy's insane because, and I love him. I love him. I do. Keep listening to the show, Wilson. Because he totally goes recency bias with Heinz Ward, saying Heinz Ward's the best Steelers receiver of all time, ignoring the past greats. Then when he's talking about pit football, he doesn't talk about anything that's going on right now. He doesn't talk about any of the success that they've had recently because they haven't had any, and he only relies on the past. Get it together, Wilson. Come on. Matt tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Pitt basketball is a dumpster fire, but the Pitt Duquesne game is never on TV. Facebook is actually an upgrade. Thanks for the tip. You got to listen to Doug Gottlieb, though. And I heard it's not free. I heard you got to enter your credit card number. 
That part's not true. That's just a Doug Gottlieb joke. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Eat bleep Pete. Pitt does do that. Says, please make this a regular call. Wilson is a fool. He's the best. I never have callers on for longer than like 40 seconds. At the absolute most. I'll do full segments with that guy any day. Up next, I continue to poke the pit bear. I suppose pit poke the panther. Kind of sounds dirty. It's the Crowley Show. Over. The pit panthers have pulled a stunning upset over the West Virginia Mountaineers and just denied them a place in a national championship game. 16 minutes. Until the return of slacking off on Fridays. For those of you who are not familiar with the morning show that I did, well, you're not alone. There are a lot of people not familiar with that show. But Randy Slack from the DVE Morning Show and Steelers Nation Radio would join me every Friday, and we would have fun, make people laugh, make ourselves laugh. Really, it was just about us. But we feel like it translated. Here's a tweet. From Scott, you better not cause Wilson to have a heart attack. You don't know him. You don't care if he dies. Kyle says, at underscore Adam Crowley. Please have Wilson as a guest daily moving forward. I'd love to. That's Funkhauser, by the way, in the background. You got that lined up again, Joe? Funkhauser from Curb? Let's hear it. All right, get out. Don't keep talking. You're standing there. I'm leaving. Oh, go. Okay, I'm going to leave. I'm waiting. We're not playing last word. No. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, uh, two, three. Bye. Bye. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, don't do that. Goodbye. That's Bob Einstein. Who plays one of the Funkheiser brothers on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's exactly... Who Wilson sounds like. If you just make him more of a yinzer. You make him more of a yinzer. You make him like 10 years older. Maybe 30 years older the way Wilson sounds. Or you just give him unfiltered cigarettes for a week. Then he'd sound like that. Let's go to Jim in Northern Virginia next up here on the Crowley Show. What's up, Tim? (laughs) Yo, Ad Rock. How you doing? It's Tim from Virginia, Northern Virginia. Good, man. What's going on? First of all, I, I, I'm all for Fridays with Wilson. You've got to make I think that's the move going forward, man. i got to get that guy's phone number. <laughs> I can't listen to you while I'm driving. You have me swerving on the road. I'm going to either have to listen at home or pull over. But anyhow, um, what conference do you think Pitt belongs in? They don't belong in the A.C. They're not going to win a basketball game in that conference this year. They may not win a game there next year. Who can they beat? Yeah, that is tough. When they made the move, that's the that's the conference that makes the most sense geogra- uh, geographically, obviously. Uh, it's the conference that made sense whenever they 
made the move because the basketball program was still thriving and football they figured could be competitive in what was a very lousy ACC at the time. That coastal division was garbage. And then all of a sudden Miami is back, although they beat them this year. But they're going to have to contend with Miami moving forward. Justin Fuentes yeah. at Virginia Tech, they're going to have to contend there. I still yep. think the ACC is the best-case scenario for Pitt, but in basketball, they're going to get bitch slapped, man. Right, and I feel bad for them. I'm, I'm, they're benign to me. You know, I, I don't follow them. I'm, I'm not against them. I, I thought it was pretty cool they beat you know, Miami. They upset Miami because I uh, hate Get out of here. Get out of here. Goodbye, Tim. Thank you for the call. Call back anytime, 412-922-2874. Don't tell me you're happy about anything that Pitt does or you're going to get cut right off the show. You're going to cut right off the show. He said he's going to drive into a ditch because we've been making him laugh so much today. Well, you love Pitt so much, you don't care if they lose. You don't care if they win. You want to see him beat Miami while driving into that ditch, Tim. I'm only half kidding. Black Cat Murphy tweets, I want to hear Wilson after WVU beats Pitt by 40 next week. we got to do something for the show for the Pitt-West Virginia basketball game. Has anybody ever cried more at the loss of an inanimate object in a movie? Wilson, the volleyball, floating out to sea. Joe Slack's here, and he doesn't have his headset on because he's not ready to speak now for the next 12 minutes. But Joe keeps playing the Wilson clip from castaway wilson why would anybody why would anybody cry at that part i didn't get upset your life sucks like i'd probably you know spank it a little bit you know yeah that's what i do and then eh, once you run out of fun things to do probably off myself honestly he comes back his team already won the super bowl the titans already went there well they didn't win they went to the super bowl he's upset Eh, things didn't work out so well for Tom Hanks there, and his volleyball drifted out to sea. We do need to figure out something special to do for the West Virginia Pitt basketball game in a couple of weeks, though. We we got we got to set something up. I'd say let's set up a remote, but we can't because I'm going to be hammered. And well, that station across the street has all the they got all the rights. Crowley board wagers. Who wants to wager on that, though? <laughs> By the way, if you're going to talk. You should probably pull the microphone somewhat close to your face. It's not even close. Not even close. The first caller that ever got people this riled up on this show was Danny. This was way back in the morning show. We still have a liner where he threatened to beat my ass in the parking lot at 200 Fleet Street. You know what, Danny, if you're out there, why don't you meet me at 200 Fleet Street right now? I'll come down and beat your ass. 412-922-2874. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Been talking a lot about Dave. Pitt, the ten year anniversary of the thirteen to nine shocking, devastating loss for West Virginia and the Dave. tremendous win for Pitt. We've also been talking a lot about Steelers Bengals. Devin next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, Devin? How you doing, buddy? I'm awful. It's the worst day ever. No, don't worry about it, man. You. You're, you're, you're the funniest person I ever heard on on uh, radio. Whenever you go national, man, please never change. I appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. I mean, I just uh, want I just wanted to get your opinion about something. Um, when, when we first drafted uh, Artie Burns, uh, the the knock on him was that he wasn't going to be good in zone concepts, but that he would probably be pretty good in uh, 
men, probably good to like above average in men. Um, those things seem to be bearing out. Uh, could you just expand on that a little bit for me? Because uh, you're, you're you're normally very informative. And yesterday, I wanted to call in. I tried to call in because you were the, the things you said about Kaepernick were just. Do you just sound like a college educated person? I know, uh, man. <laughs> what happened there? And I went to West Virginia, so we know that's not true. Uh, appreciate no, no, the call, you're, man. You're, you're, you're very smart and insightful, man. Uh, I wanted to ask you something, but it's a Friday and we're going to keep it light, so I'm not going to go there. But uh, could you just expound on Artie for me a little bit? Yeah, I can. Thanks for the call, as always, Devin. That's my mom, actually. Yeah, my mom. My mom. My mom is a middle-aged black man. Is is <laughs> is what that is. Appreciate the call, as always, Devin. Artie is not the brightest. He's just not. I think that's what it comes down to. Not in like a real-world aspect. I would never say that about anybody. I don't know what anybody's like in real life. Artie could be a freaking genius off the field, but he doesn't have that football sense. It's bizarre. It seems like three or four times every game, his head's just up his backside. It's something I talk about a lot with Matt Williamson, but it's something that if you are just even a casual... Wilson, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Wilson! Wilson! Hopefully it comes relatively quickly because I think he's got all the physical tools. He's a hell of an athlete. He's long, he's lean, he can run. He is good in man coverage. He also has a propensity to guess too much. And he guesses to try to make a big play. He reminds me a lot of Marcus Peters in Kansas City, except Marcus Peters is really god on good, man. That guy is excellent at taking the football away. He guesses a lot, but when he guesses, he takes the ball. When Artie guesses, ball's clanging off his hands. He's missing it by an inch here, an inch there. We haven't seen the turnovers be created as much this year. But when he guesses wrong, it's all over. And we've seen it for the last couple of weeks. Artie Burns concerns me. And against A.J. Green last year, you had a guy to play against him one-on-one by the name of Ross Cockrell, who is not athletic at all, but he was smart. If you could combine Ross Cockrell's head with the athleticism of Artie Burns, now we're talking about something. I don't know what the Steelers are going to do to slow A.J. Green down this time around. Hopefully hit the quarterback. I think that's the biggest key. You hit the quarterback... You rattle that Red Rider BB gun, he'll be shooting blanks all day long. 412-922-2874. sorry! Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'd like to take this moment just to say F you to my good friend Dale F. Lolly. Uh, actually, it's F. Dale Lolly. His real name is Forrest. It's F. Dave. Dale Lolly is his byline, which I've always loved, although I don't know if it's his byline at DK because I, well, I'm cheap. He tweets... Hey, at underscore Adam Crowley, happy 13-9 day. Roger replies, bite me, Dale, with all due respect. Yo, I'm a, I'm a little tired of this now. Hey, Daryl. I make myself hey, an Darryl. easy freaking target because I wear my West Virginia hat every day, and I wear a flannel, but under it I'm wearing my West Virginia shirt, and I wear West Virginia boxers, and uh, I would probably do nasty things to both Dana Holgerson and Bob Huggins. I realize I'm an easy mark. All right, I'd only do nasty things to Bob Huggins. But I realize that I'm an easy target. But everyone who says 13-9, and 13-9, 13-9, 13-9, 13-9 needs to realize that their football program, the Pitts program, is trash. 
They're five and seven. You have that to hang your hat on. That's it. You were five and seven that year. West Virginia won the Fiesta Bowl. You're five and seven this year. You're not going to a bowl. You were eight and five last year when you should have been ten and three. You should have contended for the ACC championship. You bunch of mooks. Pitt has underachieved with all this NFL talent that always gets shoved in my face. Oh, Dan Marino. Well, he never won nothing at Pitt. He didn't win anything at Miami. In fact, the only thing he would ever win is a line race if you're doing cocaine off a table in Oakland. Okay? Pitt's got eight Hall of Famers, man. They're going to add Aaron Donald. They're going to add Larry Fitzgerald. They're going to add Darrell Revis. What the hell did Darrell Revis, Larry Fitzgerald, and Aaron Donald ever win at Pitt? I mean, Fitz should have won the Heisman. All it shows me is that Pitt has underachieved with great talent. Although, Joe, you are correct. I do think Larry Fitzgerald should have won the Heisman. Up next, the Bud Light Happy Hour with Randy Slack. It's the Crowley Show. Well, I'm sorry. Well, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.